Hi everyone, today is November 3rd, 2018, and this is the Duel Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. And I'm Deck Tech. We're starting off a new month in Duel Links, November. Of course, this month is the entry for the new Kaiba Cup. Um, the main event this week is uh, Officer Trudge. We got a new uh, Legendary Duelist to obtain, and a whole new event. Bunch of new cards, um, and also new pve stuff to do so deck tech where are you in all of this so last week i finally you know right after the show i decided to build the blue eyes deck um, because it seemed fun and because i bought a couple packs and uh and got my last spirit and so it was close and i decided to buy the uh structure deck to make it happen and um I made a pretty good push with it. I climbed up to, finally got to Legend. I hadn't been playing much during the month, so I had to actually climb there. And I climbed a little bit within Legend, uh, but definitely didn't have enough time to make a King of Games push in like the one to two days that I, I had to play. So um, the upside was that I got to learn a lot about this deck that is kind of still being uh, discovered and, and worked on. Uh, it's been a little while since we've had just a new deck in the game. Uh, as you guys noticed from the meta, and as we're going to talk about, a lot of the games are, or a lot of the top decks are just decks that have been around for a little bit. So it's uh, it's kind of fun to go and and rediscover just that whole phase of of building and discovering a deck from scratch. And so I've been enjoying that, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about it in the dual school today. Um, in terms of real life. I was at BlizzCon yesterday, so if I sound a little weird, that's why. I'm tired and I was yelling and all of that fun stuff. And that was a blast. So I'm going back today after we're done recording, and it's going to also be a blast, I'm sure. How about, awesome. How about you? What are you up to? Well, I had an unremarkable month of last month in Ranked Duels. I did play a lot. I mean, not a lot relative to other people, but... Uh, I hit Legend 3 a few times throughout the month, and I ended it at Legend 1, I believe. I think I lost uh, all of my games at the end. But um, that was tr- basically the whole month trying to play with Noble Knights and trying to play a freer version of Noble Knights, and it didn't work out. So I went back to Vampires. I rebuilt the Vampire deck with a bunch of back row, which is going to get tweaked pretty much every week or as I lose games. So... Um, I've been opening some new things. I got my second uh, Widespread Ruin, so that's another card I could put into the deck, and a bunch of other choices. So I'm just going to run this deck for the Kaiba Cup. Um, it is, it is. I guess, I never played the Vampires without Cyberstyle, and that does take getting used to getting used to the plays again. And I'm playing Sealed Tombs now, so that's a bit of skill about when to use the skill to not sabotage yourself versus your opponent, things like that. Yeah. As a, and also... Um, from the PvE event, I got all my gems, so I have extra gems again. But unfortunately, I do not have all the Trudge cards yet. I'm short, like, three cards. Hmm. So, not in the full set yet, but I'll just keep going at it for whatever reason, yeah. Yeah, we're going to obviously talk about that later as well. I found that it was pretty easy to farm. I mean, I got lucky, obviously, because I got all the cards um, pretty early on. But just in terms of actually farming him... Uh, that's gone pretty well. So right. once I get some time, I'll go back in and just kind of keep doing that and get some 
uh, like you said, some gems and whatever other rewards. Yeah, you could use the EX Trader to get the other cards, like the Zero Gravities and mm-hmm. whatever yeah, extra good. cards. All right. Let's go into this week in eSports where we talk about the uh, Duelance Meta Weekly number 44. And, you know, looking at this thing, it, I guess it's a bit of a, a community pigeonhole where they have two of the top decks every week. Uh, I'm not sure if another community would have more diversity in a similar tournament, but we are seeing Vampires and Destiny Heroes pretty much rule this meta. Silent Spellbooks are here too, and Blue Eyes as well. And a smattering of other uh, other older archetypes or newer archetypes. But um, I, at first I saw these decks and I was like, oh, these decks are all the same. But actually looking at the deck list, it was pretty cool because all of the decks were a bit different. So it was pretty cool um, to see the differences, the variation in the decks, which are actually the same archetypes. But mm-hmm. uh, we're going to go over these decks now. So first place, Lord, Balance, Destiny Hero, Sealed Tombs, Vampires. You're going to hear that a lot, Balance, uh, Destiny Heroes, and Sealed Tombs, Vampires, but the decks are a little different. Um, oh, this Balance, Destiny Heroes, obviously the Destiny Heroes have switched over to Balance. Drill Dark is a very good card against Vampires because they often have zero defense. Because so they use hit through the defense, do that piercing damage, and then you have your Anki or something, so... This deck runs three of those cards. It's a good choice for these tournaments. And the Sealed Tombs Vampires. There is an interesting shift going on with Vampires. In some decks, I'm cutting out Econ for Heytrunade. So sometimes it's two Heytrunade or two Econs, depending on the deck. So there's a bit of a shift going on here. Cool. All right. Second place, Ash Blossoms. Balance, Masked Heroes, and Sealed Tombs X-Sabers. This is the only deck that is... Not running vampires in the top four. You've got um, this this version of Mast Heroes has three Paleozoic Canadias and Drowning Mirror Force, so more defensive build. Of course, Balance is making them a more defensive build. That's where it is. Shinzing, who is pretty much the Heytrunade now for the deck. And Sealed Tombs X-Sabers. This also features a new card from Trudge, Tore Apart. And Tore Apart is a very cool card because it's the it's a tuner with a car- combat trick ability, uh, sort of, like a disruption ability attached to it. So this makes use of Synchros and, of course, X-Sabers, so pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's a ton of cards in here that um, are the X-Saber cards, so you're not going to see them in other decks, and we haven't really seen them yet. Um there's also the Paleozoic Hallucigenia, and I'm not sure if that's specifically because it works well with X-Sabers for some reason, or if it's just because it's a, you know his next best trap after he's put some other of his traps into... Um, yeah, the Canadias are all in the other deck. Right. And Mirror Walls. So I guess it's like a Mirror Wall, basically, the card. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, he, I don't know, he has one there, so... Okay. You could use the guy for tuning, the, the, the Paleozoic yeah. monster, I Yeah, guess. I guess maybe that's why. It's because it's level 2, and he's got the level 3 tuner, so that makes sense. I like it. He's got a couple level 5s in here. Um, one thing to note in both decks is that he runs an Econ in each, and 
the result of that is that you you might as well fill out your um, extra deck as he does with uh, his masked heroes with some sort of tuner or other just in case the off chance that you steal like someone's tuner or sorry that you yeah. should fill it with the synchro monster so that on the off chance you steal someone's tuner you have something that you can summon and sometimes that would be the right play you can that doing that gets rid of their uh tuner and also gives you an advantage of getting something out and so if you have extra slots like Master Heroes does because they only use 3 for the Yankees then instead of filling it with just whatever you might as well fill it with some synchros if you have an econ in there so i thought that was a, an interesting yeah. like a tiny edge that he got there over some other people who probably just didn't think about that. Yeah, it's much better than putting in five random things you're never going to use just to confuse your opponent. Right. <laughs> Which they won't even be confused about. Exactly, yeah. Smug Anime Girl, third place. Sealed uh, sealed Vampires and Balanced Masked Heroes. I guess um, this is the first vampire... Now, this is the first uh, Destiny hero to run the two Celestials instead of uh, another semi-limited card. There it is. It's more defensive, too. You have three widespread ruins in this deck. And also, the Vampire deck is also running Hey Trunades and also Sphere Karibos, a card you typically don't see a ton of in the deck, but there it is. Yeah, so one thing is when you run Balance, right, you need at least six of each type now. Um, and you only want to run six spells so that you have a 50-50 chance of getting a mask change. That's like the core. And then you have to decide between how many uh, monsters and how many traps you want. So this one has a slightly different composition where it has the eight monsters instead of uh, seven. And so it has one less trap instead. And um, I personally kind of like this version better, although it doesn't let him run the econ to do that econ take into synchro summon play. So I don't know. Yeah, this one doesn't have Vion, which the second one does. And I've noticed that Vion is often used just to dump Celestial. That's the main use of it now, because there's no more polymerization. So they just dump Celestial, and then they could draw two cards. But I guess they want to use it for offense. And I guess it destroys the field, the vampire field. That's something it does. Mm-hmm. All right. And finally, Cross X, third place. Bandit, Vampires, and Endless Trap Hell. Uh, Destiny Heroes... The Destiny Hero deck is actually very cool because it's a hybrid um, Red Eye Slash deck in that the Dark Hex Sealed Fusion can actually fuse itself without polymerization. That's something I didn't know. I always used it just as a as a card in my Dark Paladin deck to fuse with other things, but apparently it can fuse when they're both on the board. So it's a hybrid Red Eye Slash and Masked Hero deck. That's pretty cool. And then the Bandit Vampire deck is a 20-card deck, which you typically don't see. Um... But it doesn't have enough ways of losing life, in my opinion, to activate Bandit. But, yeah. Yeah, I really like this Endless Trap Hell Masked Heroes deck. It's just, I don't know, it's really clever. uh, Combining different strategies. And it's just something different than anything we've seen, or at least I've seen. uh, And I think it's really cool to use a different um, skill. Just to, you know, if you play a a weird off-meta deck more you're going to have more experience with it than will any of your opponents because they will have probably never faced this 
and you will have played whatever, you know, 20, 50, 100 games with it. And so you get edges by doing stuff like that. And um, this is really interesting. Plus, I've always really liked uh, the Witch Raider, just from my time playing her with Amazonists. So all in all, cool deck, uh, you know, props to Cross X, because this is fun. Now that is over, we are going to talk about the PV event, Sector Security on the Move, Officer Tetsu Trudge in the game. So the, the farming is pretty easy. We have this video from Ruxin about an Elements Unites deck. My, the deck I used is a little different. I have the Karibos, the Winged Karibos, um, Arts from the Sky, and the Flutes, so I draw really fast. Uh, but the rest of the deck is the same for Elements Unite. Uh, yeah, mine's also very slightly different. Um, I forget exactly why, but I remember I, I took the idea and just kind of tweaked it on to do my own version of it, but it's essentially the same deck. Uh, you just mess with the, uh, the draw engine um, or maybe the finisher if you wanted to, but you already have half of the finisher kind of set up for you, so you don't have too much to mess with. And um, it just works really well. You, the only thing you have to be careful of is, um, in at least in my version, I think in Ruxins, because I think we have the same finisher, um, your total finisher takes up more slots uh, than you have in your hand. And so oh. you need to at some point set something if you draw it not like as the last card in your deck. He has, he has Dust Tornado, though, to kill, like, a set card. Exactly, yeah. So that's what I was getting at, is you have to be careful when you do that. You Hopefully you try to bait out his Dust Tornado with a, um, you know, something that's more expendable. And usually, if he doesn't use it, like, on the first turn he has available, then it means he doesn't have it there. And so what I'll do is I'll kind of test sometimes and then set something if I have to the turn before. So it's not like... 100%, um, you know, just autopilot, but it's uh, it mostly works, and I'm sure you guys will figure that out by now, but that's a tip if you haven't. That's like the, uh, the uh, Summoner of Illusions farm with Dimension Hole. It's like either two of those cards are on the bottom of the deck, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah. I hate that so much, yeah. Yeah, it's not as, like, demanding, because it's really just, like, if any number of these eight cards are not your last cards, then you're going to have to take what might at some point be a risk, because sometimes he'll just use it early on on one of your draw cards or whatever, so, I don't know, works out. Okay. And this event has a new thing called Special Orders, which are Special Missions, uh, you do a hundred of them to get you get some kind of sleeve or a, car, or a mat or something. I don't know, but um, they're actually pretty cool. I think some of them are easy. Like you just go to the store and you get one. You go to the, you change your card sleeves and you get one. Others are you do some rank duels. You find you have to go fight Jay. You have to fight Handsome Stan. Things like that. I still haven't found Handsome Stan. He hasn't appeared a whole day. So uh, I don't know where he is. That's uh, that's the name of one of the NPCs. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a guy with a helmet. The standard duelist, yeah. I um yeah, I've been enjoying these. They're fun. You get like small rewards for doing them also, which is nice. Um things like, you know, sometimes gold, which doesn't really matter, but doing like 
the uh, the boosters, which are not nothing, or um, you know, rare jewels, which are mostly nothing, but you can use them to upgrade your card. So I don't know. It's better than nothing, and it's kind of fun, like you said, to try to get up to that 100. And I don't know. My my last reminder for that though is that you can uh, delete one if you don't if it's like clogging up your list because you can only hold 10 at a time. Uh, all you do is tap on on the kind of the uh, description of it instead of the picture because if you tap on the picture, it just tells you what it is. But if you tap on the description part, then it'll pop up a little menu and uh, it'll tell you you can close or delete it and, and kind of expand a little bit on what it entails. Yep. So I might do that if I never find Handsome Stan ever again. Yeah, yeah I'm sure he'll show up at some point. All right. Let's go over his cards. Of course, whenever you get a new standard duelist, you get the event cards, you get your level up cards, and you get your level up skills. So there's a lot to go over. Um, event cards. So Goyo Chaser is the first one. Five star warrior synchro, one tuner. So it's just, you can just use whatever tuners you want. 1900, 1000. This card gains 300 attack for each warrior, earth warrior. Synchro monster on the field, other than this card. When this card destroys an opponent's monster by battle and sends it to the graveyard, you can special summon that monster to your field, but its attack becomes halved. So this is not a good card at all. It's it's two it's basically two tributes, two pieces for a nineteen hundred. It's situational power up, it's it's a weaker version of a steel ability that Vampire Grimson just gets automatically to get the whole monster in attack mode, so uh, not a good card. Yeah, so I my counterpoint is that this is what we were talking about, how like you can just fill out your um, your extra deck with some stuff. I think that this makes sense, and we saw it in one of those decks. I forget which one, but we saw it in one of the decks. Oh, the X-Saber one. Uh, as just kind of a one-of in some uh, decks, just uh, in case, like on the off chance that you can just play it right away, steal something, and then that's kind of a pretty big tempo swing just from that one play. And so, I mean, it makes most sense in that X-Saber deck because you have other Earth Warriors, but um, it seemed like it it might be slightly relevant. I agree, though, that generally speaking, it's not good, and so probably not a big impact, but it might have a small impact. Yeah, while we don't have enough Synchros, I guess that it could fit into the Warriors, like, with the X-Sabers. That makes sense, yeah. Jute Fighter. That's the next one. Jute Fighter, which you can also uh, get as a level 23 reward. Tuner, 2-star, 700-900. Once per turn, you can change one face-up attack position monster your opponent controls to face-up defense. So it's a basically... Uh, it's like the Dinosaur, which you switch to defense mode. It's pretty basic. It doesn't special summon in itself. It is an Earth Warrior. It has some synergy with things like Tragedy or some Ninja cards that need things to be in defense. But it's just a standard tuner. There's not much to say about it. Yeah, the only other thing that it also has synergy with is um, the Goyo Chaser. Because it can make their stuff easier to kill. Because Goyo has, like you said, pretty low stats. So you play the Jute Fighter, switch their position to make them into the easier to kill position and then use it as your part of your synchro summon to get it out, and then 
you can steal their guy. So I think that's the reason why they're kind of paired together. I don't think that that's going to see a ton of play because we have better um, tuners, but that's how you're supposed to use it at least. Yeah, and then the skills, which we'll discuss, it's a two, and the the, the ones they give you are often six, so you often do like a two plus four into six. So that's why it's two stars. Search Striker. This is a four-star warrior, 1,600-1,200. If this card attacks face down defense monster, you can destroy it immediately with the effect. Um, if you do, it's changed to defense mode at the end of the battle phase. It can't be changed back to attack mode until the end of your next turn. This is kind of like uh, the ability of um, Heavy Knight of the Flame, kind of. Uh, there's another card that destroys it face down. I forget which one. But yeah. Drilloid is much better, I think. Drilloid just doesn't care if they're face down or face up. It just destroys it. So yeah, The, the worst version of Drilloid. The other one was uh, the Sasuke, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that one... Was that did it have to be face down? I forgot. I think that one actually had to be face up, if I remember correctly. Oh, so they're like opposites. Yeah, I don't know. I forget. It's not very good though. <laughs> uh, Samurai Sword Baron, four star warrior, sixteen hundred, twelve hundred, same stats. Once per turn, you can select one defense monster your opponent controls, change it to attack mode. So it has to be face up both cards, right? No. The, the monster could be defense mode. So, um, this is basically getting a wall into attack mode, so you get a low attack monster of high defense into attack mode, and then you could destroy it. Fortunately, there's not too many with uh, Wiz getting nerfed and having the same attack as this guy. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's not a ton. Um, this seems like the type of card that might have been relevant like at the very beginning of the game when people were running, um, what's he called, the big uh, shield gardener uh all right but it's been a long time since we were at that stage of the game so this isn't really going to see much play if any play i mentioned cypher soldier but this guy can't even hit the cypher soldier in attack mode because it gains 2000 attack right so. yeah that don't work either gate blocker this is actually another wall four star rock 100 2000 typical stats negate the effects of your opponent's field spells your opponent cannot place counters on the field. Your opponent cannot target other monsters you control for card effects. So this card you actually want in attack mode because you... Well, yeah, you kind of do want in attack mode because if it's face down in defense, it, none of its abilities activate. Um, the only field you kind of see nowadays is vampires and um, ultimate af athletes. Um, counters. I guess spellbooks? books. I don't know if they actually use counters. They use a magical something as counters, but you don't really see that card. Yeah. I don't think we see much counters these days. I I think the way you're you're expected to play this, I guess, is that you set it and then they attack into it and they're not strong enough because we're playing this is another card that feels like it belongs in the original game more than current game. So they attack into it and they can't beat it and then all of a sudden like they're just walled out of the whole game because you've they're playing dinos or something, and their entire deck is based around their field spell, and this negates it, and it also protects your other guys, and they can never attack through this. I don't know. It seems Actually, yeah. like very weak to me compared See, to where we're at at the game. 
It actually does stop vampires completely. Because all of their guys have 2,000 or less. And they can't get over without the field. They can't target... The um, the Grace can't target this... Um, it just it, it just counters vampires, from what I could tell. I forgot about the 2,000 attack. Does it... I'm checking now real quick. Oh, you're... <laughs> and this is what we were just talking about. How the vampires switch to hate true nades instead of econs. There we go. The econ won't work either, though, because it has that ability. No. Last ability. You can't target for effects. I think you can't target other cards, right? Can't you still target the wall? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> but they can't do anything against this card. Well, they can if they Except have for the yeah. Econ. <laughs> econ, yeah. Or if they run, like, uh, you know, depending on which big guy they run. I mean, I guess most of them have... They all run 2,000. They all have 2,000 yeah, attack. they've all gotten rid of that. Scarlet Scourge. Well, like, some of them used to run Jinzo or the BLS and whatnot. Oh, yeah. But I guess right. no one's doing that anymore. I get beat by Jinzo every so often. Yeah. And, yeah, it says other monsters. So you can still smash on this with uh, Econ. Okay. Well, it'll stall vampires for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. That's your that's your money play right there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Handcuffs Dragon. Five-star Dragon, 1800-1800. When this card is destroyed by battle with an attacking monster your opponent controls and is sent to the graveyard, you can equip it to the monster. That monster loses 1800 attack. When it's destroyed and sent to the graveyard, you can special summon this card. This is the perfect example of a card that's amazing, but unfortunately it's 5 stars and 1800 attack. Yeah, this is because, like you said, because it's a 5 star, uh, you're almost always going to have to tribute it unless you have some sort of tricks up your sleeve to do that, and then like you're devoting resources to this card, which would be great just on its own, but when you have to pay in either the tribute or whatever you're doing to cheat it out, then it's just not worth it. Almost made it. It's almost a meta-defined card. Almost. Intercept Counter Trap. Activate only when a monster is tributed summon with one tribute monster. I mean, one tribute. Take control of that monster. So right now, this only affects vampires, from what I could tell. Because their guys all use one tribute. So you steal a vampire. This is a perfect side deck card for tournaments. Yeah. If there's ever a monarch deck, then it's great in that. Or great versus that. Um, in the pic- it's in the picture. <laughs> yeah. And then there's also, you know, just at some point in the future of the game, there might be times when it's relevant to have a one tribute guy. So it's kind of a good card to just remember is in your arsenal. Um, I think... Like you have here in the notes, there's enough decks out there that don't run it that you can't really run this type of card in the rank ladder, uh, at least not now. And I don't anticipate us ever really going to a phase where you can. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's possible. And it's definitely, like you said, a card that could be relevant for formats with like sideboards, like tournaments and stuff. If all these hate cards for vampires, they're going to drop to tier 2. Watch. Yeah, you think so? <laughs> the That's wall and the... <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Assault Dog, 4-star, 1,200-800. When this card's destroyed by battle and sent to graveyard, special summon any number of Assault Dogs from your deck, which is just two. So, 
It's like the um, bubonic vermin where you could thin out your deck type card. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Let's talk about the level up rewards from Trudge. Uh, some of them are the same, the Handcuffs Dragon and the Jute Fighter. Tore Apart. We talked about this card. Array made the tournament scene. Two-star warrior, tuner, 600-600. This card cannot be used as a synchro material except for a warrior synchro monster. If the synchro monster that is used uh, for this material and attacks, your opponent cannot activate trap cards until the end of the damage step. Very cool. It's the first tuner, I think, that has a combat trick where it just disrupts. It's kind of like anti-magic arrows. Um, and it's all immediate play. And there's a lot of warrior synchros. So definitely you should level up Trudge to 21 and get these cards. Yeah, it seems like it's kind of his the best thing that he's contributing to the game right now in terms of competitive play. So uh, it's definitely something to consider. Pursuit Chaser, level 3, Machines, 1400-600. When a defense position monster is destroyed by battle and sent to the graveyard, inflict 500 to your opponent. This card's really bad. It's it's kind of like a Cobra Jar we used to see back in the day. Mm-hmm. But it's a situational Cobra Jar, so it's kind of weird. Yeah, not really good. Yeah, it doesn't seem particularly strong. And... Finally, the Montage Dragon. Level 8 Dragon, 0... I mean, has question mark attack, 0 defense. Cannot be normal summoned or set. Must be special summoned from your hand by sending 3 monsters from your hand to the graveyard. Can't be special summoned other ways. This card's attack becomes the combined original levels of the sent monsters times 300. There's a lot of cards like this, like like the Calculator or Chaos Necromancer. It's not the hardest thing to do, I think. And there might be some deck for it. Some meme deck comes along and hate trunades you and then just blows you away in one turn. Yeah, I could see something like that. Um, I don't know. One thing that comes to mind is uh, Necrofear because it is itself really big uh, in terms of stars and then also it uh, gains value from when you pitch a bunch of stuff to your graveyard. So that might be an option. Um, I also see this outside of like ranked PvP type games. It could just be a good farming card or you know at least the basis yeah. of a farming strategy maybe so that's a you know kind of cool we only get one though so you can't i don't know i don't know how many you would play anyway though so <laughs> so maybe one's fine the card that you'd be okay losing to her so often because it's cool but then if you keep losing to it you'd just be mad at this card <laughs> yeah that's true and let's talk about his skills. Let's go Goyo is broken right now, from what I could tell. I'm using this uh, skill, and it eliminates the rest of your extra deck. So yeah, there's a bug, I think. Just, <laughs> yeah, just, to, just to be clear, when he says broken, he does not mean super good. He means like literally broken. It does not work as intended. I saw someone posting about it in a uh, Duel Links Facebook group or something like that. So I, I do not think you're the only one. I haven't tried it yet, so I don't know if if it's like everyone. Um, but I've seen other people talk about it too. Basically, the skills, like any of these 5Ds characters where they have um, the card Goyo Guardian ex- added to the extra deck as a Synchro and two Jute Fighters. Right now, the broken thing is that it gets rid of the rest of your extra deck. So the Goyo Guardian is the only thing in your extra deck. 
Yeah, and so, instead um, of adding it, it replaces it. I should have looked up what Goyo Guardian does. That's the one that we... It is, yeah. Yeah, it's the... It's, it's different, one... yeah. Oh, it's different? Am I yeah, there's like other dirt? ones. Yeah, this, is, this is too good to give us. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Okay, my bad. Right, yeah. I'll, I'll read what it does. I should have looked it up. Six, six star synchro, 2800-2000, requires an earth tuner, which is the jute fighter, um, when this card destroys an opponent's monster by battle and sends it to the graveyard, you can special summon that monster to your field in defense. So this has 2,800 attack, and it steals the monster without having its attack that the chaser does. So, much better. Oh, and only 6 stars. Nice. Yeah. I, uh... You're right, that is better. <laughs> Uh, respect my authority is another skill. Until the end of a tur- until the end of the turn, one Goyo Synchro Monster on your side of the field will gain 500 attack times the number of monsters you control that you are not the original owner of. This skill can only be used once per turn. So this is pretty bad because you need like, two of them, I think. You just need so much like setup. Yeah, you're stealing things. It. If you've already stolen two of your opponent's monsters, you probably already won the game anyway. Uh, right. So, yeah, this really just bad. is not, like you said, it's just not a good card. Or skill. Yep. And you're under arrest. This is an RNG skill where you get two out of five cards to add it to your extra deck. So, Goyo Chaser, which we talked about, the 1900. Goyo Guardian, the 2800. And then the others, which I will look up now. Goyo Predator. Six star 2400 1200 synchro. No uh, specific requirements for the tuner. When this card destroys an opponent's monster by battle and sends it to the graveyard, you can special summon that monster to your side of the field. But battle damage it inflicts to your opponent is halved. You can only use this effect once per turn. So it's somewhere in the middle between the 1900 and the 2800. The 2400. They hit half as less, but. There is all these cards do have graveyard disruption in that you steal their monster and they can't do they can't resurrect it or bring it back. So, yeah, seems all have that characteristic. Yeah. So this, Oil Defender, this is probably yeah. his best skill, I guess. Yeah. Get you. Oil Defender skills. might. This might make the skill unplayable though. So here, here <laughs> we go. Uh, Great. Three star synchro. One thousand. One thousand. No uh, specific requirements. Once per turn, if if all monsters you control are Earth Warrior Synchros, you can special summon Goyo Defender from your extra deck. So it comes out for free, I guess. When this card is targeted for an attack, you can make this card gain 1,000 attack for each Earth Warrior Synchro you control until the end of the damage step. So the problem with this card is, let's say you get two of these and none of the other ones. And then you can't even play him because he's three stars and your deck's not built the way for three star synchros. Um, just ruins the whole thing. Yeah, right? it does. It doesn't say there's a restriction, but I would think it probably gives you two different ones. But I'm not sure. Have you played it? Yeah. Have you tested it? I don't this? have the skill yet. Yeah, me neither. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking, even though it doesn't specifically say as much, I, I think it'll probably give you two different guys. Okay. Hopefully. And 
finally, Goyo King. This is... I'm not sure if it's the best one, but it has the, it's the flashiest one. 8 star, 2800, 2000. It's got the same stats as the Goyo Guardian, but 2 more stars. No requirements for the tuner. When this card des- declares an attack on an opponent's monster, it gains 400 attack for each Earth Warrior Synchro you control until the end of the damage step. When this card destroys an opponent's monster by battle and sends it to the graveyard, activate one of these effects. Special summon that monster to your side of the field, or take control of one face of monster your opponent controls. You could steal either, if there's two monsters on the board, you could steal either one. That's the difference, I guess. Yeah, that's pretty cool. If you can, you know, get him out, take advantage of it. So that's his, that's, I guess that's his best skill, as you said. Uh, there is some RNG to it, and the Defender I don't really like, the Chaser I don't really like, but the other ones are okay, so... Uh, it just depends how you build the deck, I guess. Yeah, and it just whenever there's something like this RNG-based, it's hard to play it in competitive play, and it's not even really kind of designed to be in competitive play. So, like, as a competitive player, you're not going to want to bank your win on getting the one that you specifically want out of this. And then, as a game designer, you don't want competitive players to have to do that, because then the competitive player's feel like their games are just based on luck right and either side of that that you're on you feel like either you didn't earn your win or your opponent feels like you didn't earn your win or you know just it it adds feel bad moments to competitive players so i don't think this is likely supposed to even be super competitive it's more like just for fun and um you know obviously really good players can get to pretty high pvp ranks even with something that's not the most competitive, but I wouldn't expect this to see this at like Duel Links meta, you know, weeklies or yeah. whatever. He does have beatdown. Beatdown's been nerfed, so it's not that good anymore, I guess. But I don't know some other skills. Yeah, I mean, you you can still use him for some of the generic stuff, also. All right, we're done with that. Trudge is still around for a few more days, uh, four more days. So get the rest of his stuff. Um, November ranked dual rewards. Three new cards. Vortex the Whirlwind. Five star winged beast synchro. One tuner. And the non-tuner has to be a winged beast. 2100, 700. When this card's destroyed by battle and sent to the graveyard, you can special summon one level four lower winged beast monster from your deck. This is kind of like a classic, like, uh, death rattle ability in Hearthstone where you could get another monster. It's two monsters in one type card. But winged beasts are nowhere, so it's like... It's like a synchro for some type that doesn't see play, so it's something. It's got some value, I guess. Yeah, this kind of like feels like I'm supposed to be playing Harpy's Hunting Ground again, slash still. Uh, <laughs> but that's not happening, so it doesn't really have a place right now. But uh, like you said in the in the notes here, like you know, anything helps. Maybe at some point it'll push it over. Jin Presider of Rituals, 4-star fiend, 1800-1400. When you ritual summon a monster, you can banish this from the graveyard as one of the monsters required for the ritual summon. If the monster ritual summoned using this card destroys a monster by battle, the controller draws a card. So I remember the first Jin, I thought the game was bugged because Relinquished was immune to things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So this is kind of like the same thing, but they only draw a card. It's not as bad, but it is 4 stars for a ritual, I guess. Yeah. So, 
like you said, a lot of people, like that was pretty strong in the relinquished decks back in the day. Um, it's also nice to just kind of get that value from something that you pitch to the graveyard. This doesn't seem like it's as strong. I do think the four star kind of is semi-relevant because four stars lets you get out big eight star guys um, pretty easily since a lot of the searchers are four star guys. Um, that's kind of where my mind's going on it. So I'm definitely going to pick this up, but I don't really see any place for it now. Uh, ritual monsters are just kind of weaker to a lot of the other special summoning type stuff we can do these days. So it's, it's cool. I'm hoping, I guess, at some point it might become relevant again. I bet if we had yeah. completely unnerfed Cyber Angels, they'd still be really good. Yeah. With this card too, yeah. Really Eternal Rest Trap Card. Destroy all monsters equipped with equip spells. So the best equip spell uh, deck is Noble Knights right now. The Vylons literally saw no play. So since Noble Knights are like tier 3, tier 4, you know, no, you're not going to play this card. Yeah. This is another card that it's kind of just, okay, sure, I'll pick it up. I'll have it in my repertoire if it ever becomes relevant, but right now it kind of doesn't. But if you guys are like me, the the R uh, tickets aren't really worth anything anyway, so you might as well get the new card because I already have like you, everything else. Every single one. Yeah. yeah. Card Flipper campaign is giving us one new card, Troposphere, 6-star, Winged Beast, 2400, 2000. If you tribute summon this card, the tribute must be a Winged Beast. It's unaffected by trap cards. So it's like uh, Wild Heart and Ten Kabito Shen, but bigger. That's basically it. Uh, yep. Yeah, I don't like that. So because it's like Wild Heart and Shen, it feels like you want to kind of run them together, but then you can't because those ones aren't Winged Beasts. So I don't think this card really has a home. I lose those decks every so often. They they play like backup rider, and I lose. Yeah, I mean they're they're decent, and sometimes in the meta, like they they can be the right meta call, or maybe not even like just the best meta call, but a good enough meta call that they can get just wins from it. Um, it's definitely a cool deck. I like being that they can do the put out their guys and play the what's it called the needle ceiling and just kill only your board, I'm like, oh, got me. Like, how do you say all the cool decks are the decks I hate? <laughs> and it's immune to Wall of D, which is the biggest thing, I think. That's the Yeah, yeah, I mean, it can't... Like, it's used both offensively on your side with the Needle Ceiling type thing, and also just to protect your guys, which is kind of, I think, the main intent of it. But now your guys can't die to the Wall of Ds, the uh, Flood... Well, any of the floodgate stuff, but yeah. the drowned mirror wall. There we go. Jeez, uh, like I said, yeah. I was tired this morning. <laughs> and uh, or it used to be relevant, like really relevant for Amazonas, and uh, could at some point be relevant for like Sea Stealth and whatever as well. So they're, like I said, kind of cool. Not specifically because they beat you, but that's a nice perk. <laughs> All right, you're gonna handle the rest of this podcast with the dual school. <laughs> Uh, you, I guess you really like the Blue Eyes deck if you had a lot of to say about it. Um, yeah, take it away. Yeah, so like I said, I played a good amount of this in the past week. And what I, I really like just the style of deck, but I also really like that it is a deck that's not 
uh, just kind of fully flushed out at this point. And uh, that's, to me, in the typical deck tech vein, it's really interesting and fun to kind of try to be in on part of that deck building um, initial stages. And that still feels like where we're at, even though this deck's been around for a little bit, um, it still definitely feels like there's a lot of evolution going on with it. So uh, first of all, generally speaking, the deck's core concept is that of a reanimator deck, if we're using Magic the Gathering terms. Uh, and the basic strategy of that is that you cheat out your big guys mostly from the graveyard. And so by the nature, a reanimator strategy involves kind of three main aspects. One is your your targets, the big things that you're trying to cheat out. Two is some way to get the big things into your graveyard. And then three is ways to get them out of the graveyard and back into the field. So you want all of the cards in your deck to kind of work towards one or more of those goals, and then maybe a few utility cards um, that just kind of are really strong, so you want to play them for that reason, or help facilitate one of those three goals. Those are the main things. The current Blue Eyes decks revolve around Cosmo Brain, which is one of the new cards from the uh, Blue Eyes Structure deck, and that card is really good because it um, cheats out the big guy, It, which is itself. Um, I guess I can read what it actually does, but it's... Um, in attack equal to the level of stars of the card you pitched. <laughs> yes, that is the main thing it does. Um, it's 3,100. Right. Ends up being a 3,100 almost always um, because what you're doing is you're pitching your blue eyes. And so... You to special you special summon it by discarding a monster, and that monster is almost always going to be your blue eyes. I believe it has to be a normal monster. And um, all right, finally pulled it up. Seven star. It cannot be normal summoned or set. Must first be special summoned by sending one non-effect monster from your hand or face up on the field to the graveyard. This card gains attack equal to the level of monster sent to the graveyard times two hundred. Uh, and it already has 1,500 attacks, so that's how it ends up with the 3,100. And then the other effect is you contribute one effect monster to special summon one normal monster from your hand or deck, and you can only use that secondary effect once per turn. So uh, it's the core of the deck because it cheats out a big guy in itself, it puts one into your graveyard for you to reanimate with your other effects, and also it turns uh, little guys into big guys themselves, which isn't technically reanimation, but it's kind of like the same idea, um, where you're using these resources to cheat out a big guy, in this case from your deck, hopefully. In some cases from your hand, if you're stuck with it there. Um, <clears throat> that's why pretty much all versions of the deck now run Arcanist skill, a trick up the sleeve, which guarantees that you start with it in your starting hand. Um, the structure box tells you to use beatdown, don't do that. Um, we've I've seen like a couple other versions where people are trying to do it with like balance or uh, restart or something. And if you do those ones, then you have to run multiple Cosmo brains. But if you run it with Arcana, you can do it, and most do it with only one uh, Cosmo brain, which is I think kind of the most efficient way to do it in terms of deck building um, 
it seems it just works so smoothly. So I really like that, and I think that's the correct way to go. Um, as should not be surprising at all, the big guys are the blue eyes cards that we were talking about. Uh, the original Blue Eyes White Dragon, and then also another new card from the structure deck, a Dragon Spirit of White, which counts as a normal monster while it's in your hand or graveyard, uh, even though it is an effect monster. Most decks run five to six of them, and then they also often run one or two Bingo Machine Go, and often the Bingo Machine Go pretty much just gets one of your Blue Eyes into your hand. We were talking about that last week, where you will often just go for three dragon spirit of white if you can and uh that's because dragon spirit of white's come into play ability is a uh, banish a spell or trap that your opponent controls so that's very powerful for kind of clearing out the way for your big guys to attack in so often you want to get as many of those kind of uh, coming into play as you can and uh actually on that note one thing to that I learned the hard way, and which I've seen other people mess up as well, is that the speed of that ability, uh, you can't do it in response. So if someone activates something and then you try to activate um, one of your reanimation spells in response and you get back the Dragon Spirit of White, it won't activate the ability. So be careful of that. You want to do it like... Often when I think it's strongest is when they set something and then at the end of their turn you activate it to bring it back to just or to banish whatever they set so they never get a chance to use it i think that's one of the stronger uses it's also decent like in combat but usually you want to try to get rid of stuff before combat so that it's safe to attack into whatever you're trying to attack um because your deck starts it almost always starts with cosmo brain in your hand if you're building it with that skill you don't usually need as many ways to get the big things into the graveyard for the reanimation effect um, because you're pretty much guaranteed the one from the Cosmo Brain. But you still see, you still want to kind of recycle them. Um, you can recycle the Spirit of White a couple times because you can like use it to get Cosmo Brain out and then you can reanimate it and then you can tribute it to Cosmo Brain to get out the Blue Eyes White Dragon. And then that puts the other one back into your graveyard again, so you can reanimate it again. Um, but you still see a, a couple cards sometimes that will help kind of get them back into your graveyard uh, a couple more times. Uh, Snipe Hunter was one that I've seen a good amount of. Enemy Control is pretty big in the deck. And uh, Ultimate Providence and cards like that are sometimes used uh, less common than the other ones. So then the last kind of main category is the reanimation cards. And Silver's Cry is definitely the strongest of the bunch, uh, but we also have Birthright sees a good amount of play, and I've also seen like Swing of Memories as a kind of less included uh, alternative option as well. So you end up with a core of like 12 to 16 cards, depending on how hard you want to go on it, with usually one Cosmo Brain, five to six Blue Eyes, one to two Bingo Machine Go, five to seven Reanimators, and that ends up with your 12 to 16 cards. Then your last kind of bunch of cards are a little bit more up to grabs, uh, up for grabs, and this is where I personally kind of had a little more fun with the deck. Um, you have kind of a, a series of just good cards that fill some of these slots that just kind of synergize with the deck pretty well. Uh, enemy controller is very common in the deck, 
it works well with um, reanimation synergies because you can tribute one of your big guys to bring him back later. Um, it also works super well with Cosmo Brain because you can do something like get something out, uh, econ take, and steal their guy, and then tribute their guy to Cosmo Brain. So um, that's pretty sweet. And then finally, it helps with uh, some of your bad matchups. And that's very important to kind of help shore them up. And specifically, the uh, Masked Heroes and U-Bell are both kind of, this is one of your main ways to deal with those. Uh, Champion's Vigilance is another one that's fairly common. And that's because you can often just get out a Blue-Eyes-White Dragon pretty easily with the deck. And it's just powerful uh, to be able to activate Vigilance whenever you, you know, when you need to. Treacherous Trap Hole is just good. Um, it means you can't run the same number of e uh, enemy controllers as you otherwise can, uh, so that is a downside. But the card is just such a powerful swing card that some people think it's worth it anyway. Um, you can run it in the deck because you don't really run any other traps in most versions of the deck, um, except for Birthright, which doesn't really count because it kind of mostly stays on the field uh, if your deck's working like it's supposed to. I've also seen people run Sphere Karibo, just in case you go all in and miss, it kind of helps save you. Um, Burst Breath is kind of cool. Um, it's a good removal card. Um, it also helps with uh, the Masked Heroes, at least, and probably with Vampires as well. But it's not as good. Or it's not as necessary. It doesn't help with Ubel, and it's not as necessary because you can mostly just kind of attack into stuff since your blue eyes are going to be huge. And so you don't need the removal effect often. But it also helps set up your um, your reanimation again. So I think that's a card that is uh, not a ton of people are using now, but it might come back into Vogue at some point. Um, Solemn Scolding is, like I said, we don't run a ton of back row stuff, and, and especially if you kind of build it in a way specifically with that in mind. So it's kind of like running another Champion's Vigilance just a powerful effect, and you don't care too much about your life because usually you're trying to win in, like, a turn or two. Ultimate Providence, a similar idea. It's kind of uh, to protect your OTK potential. Um, this one is a little bit weaker, but mm, less of a restriction, and it helps you pitch your dragons if you're lucky, uh, if that's what you need to counter. So that kind of works out. It's a decent choice as well. And finally... I've seen people do like a hybrid version with Spellbooks and Blue Eyes, and uh, that's really cool. I tried it. I didn't like it. It didn't really work for me, um, but others are saying that it does work for them, and that's not really what I've been exploring or the main build, so I'm not going to talk too much more about that, but you can look that up on Duel Links Meta. I had a couple examples. It's, it's pretty much just you take the best cards of both, and it kind of works, and it shores up a couple of the Blue Eyes weaknesses, Obviously, it makes the deck a little bit less explosive, but by having that banish uh, potential, um, it helps, again, with those bad matchups of Ubel and um, some of the Mass Hero stuff, and it can just kind of help you get that extra edge in a different way than just protecting it with um, the other options that I talked about here. Um, so those are kind of mostly just powerful cards that work with the uh, archetype. I guess Burst Breath doesn't really fit in that group, but you know what I meant. Um, another major consideration is four-star or less effect monsters that work well with Cosmo Brain. 
and then the rest of the deck. And this is kind of where I've seen a, like the most um, disagreement, I think. Usually for these that first group of cards, you're only going to run like a couple, except for the spellbooks, which is just a whole different deck. But uh, from that first group of cards, you're only going to run like two of those. So it doesn't really uh, change your deck very much. But within this group of the four-star monsters, you usually run like, I don't know, uh, four to six of them. And uh, maybe not quite that many, but depending on how you build it. Uh, the first one that I think I've seen the most often is Lila, the Light Sworn Princess. And the idea there, of course, is that you summon her, you get rid of one of their back row, and then you tribute her to Cosmo Brain, usually, and that will, um, you know, that will give you a giant blue eyes. If she, if you don't tribute her, then she gets to dump stuff into your graveyard, and that might give you synergy in that sense, because she gets to put more blue eyes in your graveyard that way. So... Uh, it works pretty well with the deck, and uh, it doesn't... The thing that I don't like as much as some of the other options is that you can only clear one back row at a time. And what I really like to do, since this kind of feels like an OTK-type deck, is to try to clear up as much as I can before going in with like an attack and trying to kind of win uh, safely in that way. Um, the last thing about Lila is that she's one of the few cards that the deck uses that has just a clean answer to Destiny Hero Decider. So that's the that's kind of the troublesome card with masked heroes that we were talking about. So um, next one, Snipe Hunter. Similarly, it it works like you summon it, you try to destroy a couple things. Hopefully, you roll correctly and it works, and then you tribute it, Cosmo Brain, get out a big dude. It also similarly helps in terms of getting blue eyes that get stuck in your hand into your graveyard, so you can then use your reanimation effects more easily. Um, I think this is a pretty good option. Uh, it's it's a big utility option, and we're going to talk about uh, another card that it works well with later. But basically, uh, personally, I didn't like it as much because you have to do those rolls, and you can usually only clear one or two things with it, just like Lila, especially if you end up whiffing with your rolls. So uh, the next one is uh, Psychic Ace, and this is a card that I haven't seen see any play outside of this deck. And it works really well with this deck, so that's kind of cool. You, uh, the effect, I think it's a three-star, like, 1,000 attack or something like that. And uh, the only reason why it's important is the effect. And the effect says when you tribute this monster on your side of the field for a card effect, then you get to destroy a card of your choice. And so what you do is you play it, and you just tribute it to either an Econ Take or to Cosmo Brain and destroy anything which is nice because the other ones mostly just target the back row. So this you can sometimes get rid of a blocker. And then uh, often this is such a big swing play that you just pretty much just win right off the bat when you do that, um, either from attacking or from there conceding. So uh, that's a cool guy. I've seen a good amount of that in the deck as well. Uh, Destructotron is my current one that I'm working with, and it is the most um, all-in, I think, in terms of just clearing the back row. You clear multiple back row cards, then you tribute it to Cosmo Brain. Um, it's really cool because unlike uh, Psychic Ace, you can play it before you play the Cosmo Brain, so you're immune to, like, Treacherous Trap Holes, um, mostly, unless they get their own guy, in which case you still two-for-one them, so that's okay. Um, and then you, you play it, 
clear their back row, and then you bring out your big guys and attack in and hopefully have lethal from doing that. So that works pretty well. And then the finally, this is one that I haven't seen very much, but I did hear about people running it, and I saw like one or two examples, and that's Relinkuribo, um, which has two effects. One is that when it is sent to the graveyard, I don't remember off the top of my head if it's specifically from the field or not, but it's when it's sent to the graveyard, you draw a card. And then the other effect is you uh, when it's in your graveyard, it can save your monsters. So here we go, I pulled them up. Uh, if this card is tributed, draw one card. If a monster you control would be destroyed by battle, you can banish this card from your graveyard instead. So uh, this one seems pretty good, I guess, maybe for uh, if you're trying to win like mirror matches by going a little bit later and by running your uh, dragons into your enemy's dragons. Like Maybe that's the way that it works. Uh, personally, I haven't really felt like there's a lot of room in the list for it. But it's a cool idea, and it's another card that doesn't really see much play outside of uh, the deck. So I'm glad to see it kind of come back and, and do some cool stuff there. Um, similarly, you know, Rilinkuribo and Psychic Ace really make you want to run Enemy Controller, because that gives you more ways to use it uh, to get that tribute effect going. Um, Snipe Hunter uh, makes you really want to run Whitestone of Legend, which is uh, we're going to talk about in the next section. And then the other ones, you know, they all kind of, they they all shape your list a little bit. You want your whole list to have synergy with each other. So once you kind of commit to one route, you it kind of makes you want to do uh, something else, you know, based on that. Uh, so the last section, like I talked about uh, in terms of deck construction, is usually the decks will run... Uh, one or more synchro monsters, or tuners, to get out synchro monsters. And um, what you want to do is you want to use a one-star tuner so that you can turn your uh, dragons into either... Well, you can turn your dragons into Azure Eyes Silver Dragon or Gigantic Castle if you have to, and then you can turn your Cosmo Brain to Stardust Dragon. And those are kind of... Well, not Gigantic Castle, but the other two are just the strongest um, synchro monsters we have in the game right now. So there's some value to doing that. Um, I haven't personally really gone too far into this because you, most games you win without doing a synchro summon. Um, it's It seems to me like more of a backup plan than your main plan. And so the decks that go really hard on that aspect I don't think are as strong as the ones that go really hard on the animation aspect. But... Uh, reanimation aspect, but what they do have is a little bit more of an end game, mid game, and end game potential. Because if like your uh, Azure Eyes lives for a turn, then you pretty much just win right there. I think because you just get so much uh, value over multiple turns um, that that's definitely something to consider as in terms of just potential for giving the deck a little bit of longevity. Because if you're running it uh, too far on, into the other side then you essentially have to win on the first turn or two, or else you just kind of slowly lose because you lose value and, and whatnot. So maybe that's where that ends going. Um, in terms of those one-star synchro or tuners, you have three options. One is the Protector of Blue Eyes, uh, which is an effect monster, and it has the effect that you can tribute an effect monster in order to get a Blue Eyes card 
uh, out of your hand and onto the field. And so I really like this guy because it works as Cosmo Brain Fodder because it's an effect monster to get it out of your deck. It works for Synchro Summons, of course, which is the main reason why you use it, or why it's in there, I guess. And then it uh, also gets a Blue Eyes out of your hand. And I've seen some people running Ancient Rules in the deck, and that kind of makes sense if you just, you know, okay, yeah, I'm playing big guys, I want to cheat them out. But it doesn't really make sense because you don't run a lot of monsters, so you will often just have turns where you're not using your normal summon. So you might as well use this guy as that in that same slot, and this would be your normal summon for the turn, and then you get out the blue eyes, and then you also have these other options of uses for it. So that's kind of where I'm thinking on that one. Um, another common one is the White Stone of Legend, which is another effect monster, so it works with Cosmo Brain, uh, but it has the secondary effect of when it gets sent to the graveyard uh, from anywhere, uh, you can add a Blue Eyes White Dragon into your hand, not the Spirit of White. And so that one, like I said, works really well with Snipe Hunter, because uh, in addition to just being able to synchro summon stuff, you can just use it as Snipe Hunter fodder, and then that gives you essentially an extra card in your hand for doing that. So um, if you run Snipe Hunter, you might want to run the White Stone of Legend as your synchro. And then the last one is Water Spirit. Um, this is just a plain old normal monster. Um, it has it's kind of gotten more popular because it was the one that was featured on Duel Links meta. Um, because it's a normal monster, you can't use it to activate Cosmo Brain's second ability, but it can be used for Cosmo to initially summon Cosmo Brain, like in a pinch if you really need to. Um, and since it's a normal monster, you can use it to, you can return it to field with things like Birthright and even Azure Eyes Silver Dragon if you really want to kind of get a cycle going. So I think the idea there is, like I talked about with the Synchros generally, is that this is the card that gives me the most, like, extra long-term value, where I can do several turns of Synchro Summons and recurring things and whatever. And I think that that has, like, some big upside. But personally, since I don't play most of my games to that out of playing a lot of Synchro Summons, right now I'm more enamored with Protector of Blue Eyes. That's where I'm at with the deck. Uh, finally, just a little bit of, of talk about like tips and matchups and how they work and stuff. Um, based on what I saw in Platinum and Legend last month, and a, and a little bit in this month as well. Uh, the mirror match. Really important to uh, just get like a really big swing turn, and often what will happen is you'll trade, you know, dragons into each other and stuff, and then eventually one of you will just run out of... Uh, of dragons, and then the other guy will just have a big guy and get to attack one or two times while the other guy's top decking, trying to get something and just not getting there. So, uh, really important cards include like econs. You can do an econ take and then run their guy into their other guy and just kind of get a huge advantage from that. Um, it's a, it also important to note that Blue Eyes White Dragon is better than the Spirit in this matchup because you don't usually care too much about back row except Spirit can be good for getting rid of a birthright, so it's removal for a blue eyes, you know, that's out because of that. But otherwise it's just a small it's like the smallest of the big monsters, and so it's not good for those combat fights. Um <clears throat> the masked heroes. Did you add this in the in the show notes? What's this? Yeah, it's a thing, it's a meme. 
Oh, no. All right. So, yes, there's memes in there for you, too. Um, <clears throat> Masked Heroes matchup. Uh, your, the trouble card is Destiny Hero Decider because it kind of locks you out. You have to save an Econ or one of your removal cards or something for that uh, Decider. Otherwise, it'll just kind of stall you until they have the answers. Um, the other big thing about Masked Heroes is if someone uh, activates balance on their first turn... That means they're most likely masked heroes, which means you cannot pass your first turn. So usually if you're going on, on one, uh, you might want to hold on and not do anything or just kind of set like an econ or, or set a birthright or something, but not uh, jam out the Cosmo Brain because you'd rather, you know, kind of get them on the counter swing. Uh, but for this deck, you can't do that because they have a very good chance of essentially a 50% chance of just OTKing you by playing a normal masked hero or not normal, but any of their mass heroes, attacking in for, you know, 16, 17, whatever, and then um, activating the mask change and getting out an Anki and winning. So if you don't do anything, you pretty much, I mean, you 50% chance to just lose right there. Um, a little bit higher than that, actually, even. So don't do that. Uh, another tough matchup is Ubel Phoenix decks, uh, which I saw, like, a weirdly high amount of. Um... Usually you have to, the way that you win that one is either you OTK them before they get their stuff out. So on your, essentially on your first turn, um, they'll like set, you know, uh, a guy or whatever. And then on your first turn, you have to like win that one turn. Um, or you have to just save an econ and essentially just save everything, save everything, save everything until you can econ take their U-Bell and then, um, you know, play out your all of your big stuff and uh, econ taking you bell to feed it to cosmo brain is also pretty fun that gets them so there's a couple ways to do it but uh this is one of the reasons like i talked about econ's really good for your rough matchups econ's really good just in all three of those first matchups uh, the next most common thing i saw which was odd uh was uh, gemini's i don't know why i've seen so many of them but they also sometimes run balance and there's a couple other options too and they're okay. Basically, it just comes down to who has better resource management. Um, all of your guys are bigger than theirs, but they have removal options. So I prefer, uh, in this one, the spirits to try to clear their, uh, banish their stuff if I can. And, um, you know, hopefully they run out of stuff before you do. I don't really have any super great tips for that one, but I do tend to mostly win them. So I think it's like, a pretty good matchup. Um, anything with balance, by the way, is nice because... And, and the whole nerfs um, have been nice in a certain sense in that it makes Treacherous Trap Hole less common. Definitely not still gone from the meta, but it is less common. And that helps because it means you can do things like get your Cosmo Brain out and then play your effect monster to get your Cosmo Brain you know, effect rolling. And um, sometimes you still get blown out by that, but not a ton. All right, last couple matchups. Um, Vampires, unfortunately, I don't really have a ton on how to play that one. Do you have any uh, experience on the other side of that? No, because you, uh, yeah, you were running the... That's like Noble Knights. Yeah. I know, uh, look out for the vamp. The vamp steals your guy, you're done. <laughs> yeah, and the field spell feels bad too, so I, try to, I mostly banish that, because otherwise they just kind of slowly pick my guys off and I can't keep up with them. Um... 
for hires, I've seen a little bit of them, not a ton. Um, our guys are just bigger than theirs, so uh, you you have to worry a little bit about getting OTK'd with them as well, which like kind of sucks because on the flip side of it, they if you play a bunch of things on that first turn, then they have a decent shot of kind of removing them. Um, so that kind of feels like a bit of a give and take just based on how the gameplay of that particular game is going. And you have to get a little bit lucky, but all of your guys are bigger than theirs. Um, most of your guys are bigger than Wiz. And so you can mostly just attack through their stuff. And once you handle like a wave or two of their, of their stuff, then you end up just overpowering them and winning. So, um, like I said, I haven't played a ton of them, but I think I've won most of those matchups. Uh, Cypher Soldier slash DNA Surgery, just obviously be really careful with your spirits. Um, they don't have a lot of stuff to do if you just kind of slow play it a little bit. So you can just kind of get rid of all of their stuff until it's safe to attack, and then you can attack. And uh, only thing they can really do in the meantime if you do that is try to attack... Um, what are they called? Swordswomen's into your stuff to try to kill you that way. So uh, I guess you could be a little careful about that. Maybe save an econ for it. And just just know generally what they're up to. If you see any signs, like if they're setting a lot of monsters or if they activate a DNA surgery early and set you to warrior, uh, then that's, you know, obviously a big hint. Um, if they set you to dragon, by the way, then they're buster blader, which is very bad for us. It's kind of like specifically targeting this deck. Uh, but I've only seen that once, and I've heard them talk about it a little bit on Duel Links meta, but it's just not anything I've been facing. It requires uh, a very strong card, but it's from the new set, which I don't think a lot of people ended up buying because there wasn't a ton else that was great in it. And so, haven't seen it. And finally, I've only played against it once, and it was against our friend Pro Benchwarmer, but Sea Stealth Attack, he reminded me, Get rid of the field spell first. Don't worry about the other back row. Um, I thought that I could clear him, like clear the back row to be safe for one turn and then swing over, and uh, that did not work, and then he ended up getting his whole setup and then, you know, won from there. So clear the field spell first unless you just are really sure that you can win that turn, and um, otherwise you'll end up hurting when they get it going. But almost all versions... Um, for a long time, have pretty much just relied on that uh, skill and don't run the, any field spells in their deck, and they can't get it back if you banish it um, with the spirit because they're the sea cell that gets it back from the graveyard, not from banish. So that's all I've got. Do you have anything to add or, or talk or ask about? I think you covered everything. Cool. Well, that's all you need to know, and you should get King of Games right away. Yeah, I'm I listening to that. <laughs> I didn't, but you should. Yeah. There you go. Um, we're finally going to wrap up today by talking about the upcoming news. There's going to be a new event soon, probably Monday, Tuesday. I don't know. Soon. Um, we don't know what it is. Mid-November in Glorious Bastion. That kind of goes along with the Casey Cup beginning, November 14th to 25th. Dual Fawn, late November. New special character, one future king. Tristan, early December. With the RPG Monster World. So, I have the whole month set up, and we know what to expect. Except they don't tell us what the events are and who the future king is. We had to know from leaks that was Tristan. So. A, lot of, a lot of mystery, but <laughs> we know what, what we're getting. Yeah. And we're excited. But, yeah, Tristan, I mean, 
they didn't let it. They didn't let us duel him the first time. He was just a meme for April Fools, and then we faced him once or twice, and now we get to finally play him. I I want to see what horrible cards he gives us, or what skills horrible skills he gives us. Yeah, yeah. It should be Imagine he takes over Blue Eyes like Arcana does. Like he just takes over some archetype. That would be hilarious. I don't. I mean, I guess he has like those warrior guys. Maybe they could make something decent out of that. Yeah, they're just going to have to make it up on the fly because the anime provided nothing. Yeah. Like, no structure for it. <laughs> it's fun. We're going the way of Hearthstone now where we're leaving the source material and we're just making our own. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. This, Trist, the calls for Tristan was just too uh, too overwhelming. There were going to be riots. There were set things on fire if Tristan didn't show up, so they had to give in. That's right. All right. Thanks for listening. You can find this podcast anywhere. Search the dual assessment. Uh, check out the podcast and more on our website, thedualassessment.wordpress.com. We have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash thedualassessment. If you want to help our efforts, patreon.com slash dual underscore assessment. Email us with any questions, thedualassessment at gmail.com. Or you find us on Twitter, dual underscore assessment. Me, Green Ranger, CCG, Deck Tech and HS Deck Tech. That's right. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs> <laughs>